99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. We're recording on our side as well. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalets. And today, I'm super excited because my guests are coming from Seattle in U.S., and they're a couple. I didn't have many couples to interview so far, but they are uh, into marriage, family. They are podcast hosts, and their names are Sid and Melanie. And Sid is actually a licensed family therapist, and he will tell us a little bit more, uh, Melanie as well well they have three children so without further ado i want to welcome you guys thank you so much for coming to my show yes thank you, thank you so much for having us i will this say i will say marhaban and sukran so <laughs> yes for everyone listening here well done yes thank you if you I, know I, those I was... two those two in dubai that's enough you don't need more right. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I actually I was a keynote speaker in Dubai, well, in Abu Dhabi, actually, in 2018 at an international mental health conference. So I've been to Dubai and Abu Dhabi and all that. And I love, love the place, love the people. It was really good. <laughs> well, yeah. We're looking, but, looking forward to welcome you again. Oh, wonderful. I'd love to come back. Bring yeah. the kids this time. <laughs> I know, this time. Yeah. So uh, we are Seth and Melanie Studley, and we have a podcast called Anatomy of Marriage and also a podcast called anatomy of family. And we talk about all the ins and outs of relationships, mm -hmm. parenting, uh, communication, all kinds of stuff dealing with family. And we do have three children, two boys, 13, 12, and a beautiful daughter who is going to turn nine soon in April. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. And I'm so excited to have you both that you're already into this topic. I'm sure you're going to deliver a lot of value to all the listeners. But first of all, I would love to ask you to share a bit of your journey. How did you ended up doing what you're doing? How do you ended up having two, three podcasts on this topic yeah. of family and marriage? <laughs> and what is yeah, the well, passion behind it? Yeah, It really started from uh, deep struggling. We have been married for 16 years now, but when we were very first married, we had been married for a few years and we had two kids at the time and we just hit rock bottom. We hit mm -hmm. the hardest part of our marriage and it came around. Seth had confessed that he had been lying to me and different things. And, and this happens in marriages all the time. Right. And but when he confessed, I had no idea how to handle it. I had no idea what to do. So I kind of lost my mind and mm -hmm. I became a very unhealthy, very imbalanced wife. And that sparked a lot of controversy in our marriage, a lot of fighting, a lot of disharmony, all of those things. And so from that journey of us healing that and working through it, we decided that we wanted to create the podcast that we wish we had had back then, because mm -hmm. there was lots of marriage resources. There was lots of stuff out there, but our, it just, we just felt like it wasn't real enough for our marriage. And mm -hmm. so that's why we set out to do what we do. And then we discovered we absolutely love it. We had not 
we had no idea before we started that we would love it this much. And now we do coaching. We work with clients and couples all the time. So it is our absolute favorite thing to talk about mm -hmm. ever. So yeah, but it came from our own journey of really struggling. From you know? our own struggle and being a licensed marriage and family therapist, I also have the research behind. So it's a lot of science-based and then just anecdotal stuff that I've, I've seen and heard from clients. And then we talk about real struggles in our own relationship in hopes of processing through them in a healthy way. And then also having conversations uh, with other couples all around the world to help them get through it as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we do have struggles. We're human and we're not, we don't have ma marriages in parenting, especially don't come with a rule book, right? right? Or a guidebook. Yeah, right. So sometimes we feel like we're just kind of winging it and we really need some help. And we try to do that with families and couples all over. I love it. And my idea also behind this podcast was I wanted to interview real parents because I feel that parents often feel, um, you know, isolated. They feel that nobody else go through guilt. Nobody else mm -hmm. go through cheating. It's a taboo to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I think it's amazing to interview real stories, real people from around the world. And when you're listening, you can say, oh, first of all, I'm not alone. And mm -hmm. second of all, they overcome it so I can overcome it. They yes. resolved it and get some tools and strategies so i absolutely love it we're gonna make sure in the description we include the links so everyone can go and listen and subscribe to your podcast as well and i'm super excited to hear and learn more uh, i've been in the field as well for over 10 years now my background is psychology and child development uh, but working with families like you said there is no rule book there is no one thing that applies to all family every single parent even you have three children so not the same thing works with each one of them right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, so what was that? I would love to just dig a little bit more deeper in that period when you said you you had like a rock bottom. And um, what was what was the, the discovering that maybe your partner is not honest, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, maybe some tools that what helped you overcome that? What mm -hmm. helped you? How was the thing that you resolved that mm -hmm. hardest part of your marriage? Right. Yeah. So as a, a systems thinking therapist, we, we look back that it's, it's just not me getting married. It's not just her getting married. Right. It's our families, right? And in, in therapy, we call that our family of origin, right? And family of origin has been described as the university of relationships. We learn how to communicate. We learn how to talk. We learn how to do marriage, right? And oftentimes we pick up a lot of lessons that aren't so good. So it's a process of, un first of all, identifying these things and then um, uh, unlearning those things, right? So we both went into the marriage thinking, okay, she'll, she'll make me happy. Mm -hmm. um, she right. can't, and, and she, she thought this way, same way too. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he'll be my, you know, rock star of a husband. He'll do everything right. I look up to him, which that's, that's good to have and think the best of your, your right. partner or your future partner. But when, happiness or contentment or um, feeling complete lies within another person right. and not in yourself, that's when we begin to hit problems. And when we went through um, the really hard time, we were looking, I was looking to Melanie for, oh, well, she'll make me happy. She'll make me content. And she was looking at that to me. And all of this, these arguments that we were having just brought that to a head. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until we really realized that for ourselves where, you know what, my happiness, my contentment does not depend, it is not contingent upon her, right? In therapy, we call this differentiation of self. I can be happy, you know, sad, whatever, 
no matter what she does or doesn't do. Of course, mm -hmm. she can add to that in a way, but through healthy communication, we can learn to talk about that and grow. And when two people realize that, that's when, I think that's when we begin to level up our relationships. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the best strategies, because again, during this time, I had just given birth to our second son. So our two boys are 15 months apart. They mm -hmm. are so close together. And so like, he had admitted that he had been looking at things online that were not ideal, not healthy for the marriage. And he felt bad. So he came to me and said it mm -hmm. to me, which was the right thing to do. Right. And uh, it, it wasn't like a crazy addiction. It wasn't anything terrible, but it still was deeply hurtful to me. And I didn't know how to manage it. And I was definitely not differentiated. My happiness was all in what he said, what he did, how he act, how he talked to me, what he didn't say, what he didn't do. And so I, I just fell to a million pieces. So one of the things that Seth often says is that it's not what he did that caused the problem. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it is a little bit of what he did and a lot of how I responded. Um, and not to put all the blame on me or anything, but I did not respond. Well, we both did not respond well. And so some of the most helpful things during that time, uh, if I could go back and kind of tell myself, what should you, what should I do then? Right. One was Seth started, he did prayer alarms and essentially it was just intentional connection every single day. So mm -hmm. even if you're not faith-based or spiritual or whatever, he set five alarms a day and he would call me from work. He would get out of meetings. He would call me if I was at the grocery store, we would pray. He would say, I love you. Sometimes I wouldn't say anything because I was really angry. <laughs> and then we would go about our day, but he did that for probably a year. Mm -hmm. So setting this intentional alarm to connect with intention, with purpose, to be grat to have gratitude, to show love, um, and to really show like we're in this for the long run. We want to repair. That was one of the most helpful things ever. And then I think the second really most helpful thing I wish that I had been told, but also that we sort of did on accident was really dive into ourselves, dive mm -hmm. into why am I so frustrated about this? Or why am I so deeply hurt by this thing that really is not the end of the entire world? And why is this so hard to talk about? And why do I feel like I hate him when I actually know I don't? Mm -hmm. So that diving into self really learning, reading, listening to podcasts, watching Ted talks and videos, learning as much about myself as I possibly could uh, was probably the next best helpful thing ever. Mm -hmm. And let me just throw something in. So we really value transparency mm -hmm. and vulnerability. Uh, if you've heard of Brene Brown, she's over here in the States, any of her work um, leading with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And whenever I hear someone else lead with vulnerability, that always invites me in, in, in a sense, gives me permission to oh, this person, I can share my story. So that's one thing that we really, really value on our show. Mm -hmm. And this isn't just a story of, okay, the, these guys were married. There were some postpartum issues, kids going on. Um, Melanie did give me a black eye. Right. And that was really, really surprising, you know, mm -hmm. because we were thinking, um, oh goodness, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in graduate school. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist we have kids, we're, you know, community members, mm -hmm. and she gave me a black eye. That was very, it was, it was all kinds of emotions. Number one, it was embarrassing, kind of shameful. She felt really terrible about right. it. But then also it was like, no one ever thinks, okay, I'm going to get married to this person. Right. And in a couple of years, all this craziness is going to happen. Right. right. So our story is a real story of everything fell apart, mm -hmm. but we had a growth mindset. We had determination. It was like, okay, we're not going to call it quits. We have mm -hmm. kids and we really 
turned our focus inwards, not outwards mm -hmm. towards the other person, not towards our partner, but inwards. And we both did that. And it was like, uh, it, we were we were very in sync at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like we were sharing books with each other, sharing podcasts, and we both there's a saying, um, you know, the uh, the the same tide rises all boats kind mm -hmm. of thing. And we were able to like rise and level up ourselves, but at the same time, then the marriage began to rise mm -hmm. and level up. Of course, we we learn all kinds of things about communication and stuff like that. And there still are times where we like right. have to fall back. Like okay, let's let's communicate appropriately. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that is our story that really kind of sets us apart from, okay, right. these guys just didn't go through a hard thing. There was some really yeah. serious stuff yeah. that happened. And I want to add quickly to that, that I never thought that I would be that kind of person. When I stood, when we were getting married, never in a million years could you have told me, yeah, you're going to do this to him. I would have been like, no, I would never. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the biggest reasons that we wanted to make our show. It's like, if we can, if we can get that bad that quick, anybody can. Mm -hmm. So let's teach people how to turn it around. So yeah, that, it's a long story, but it's <laughs> but no, it's, it's a beautiful yeah. story. And what I love also that see you have the background, so you were already a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people also asking, I'm not married yet, I don't have children yet. I'm we're doing this work for over ten years, and I'm looking forward to it. And from one side, I'm very grateful that I'm doing this work because I'm learning from couples like you and all the other families. But I know people tell me, oh, you're going to be perfect. I'm like, no, because you don't know what's waiting for you. You don't know how your hormones, your emotions will be, your challenges will be. Uh, but what I want, what my goal is to be joyful and be happy as a parent and also always work on myself. And mm -hmm. your work and your story really aligns with my work also in, in my coaching programs. What I want to ask you, I felt in this story, like you said, you both wanted to work on it. But Melanie, what would you say especially here in Middle East, we have a lot of men with a big ego who right. are saying, you know, and, and often couples, not just maybe men, sometimes even women, they'll point fingers and mm -hmm. say, it's your fault. And mm -hmm. the partner doesn't want to work and collaborate. So what would you say to someone who is in a, in a situation they want to fix their marriage, but they don't have that, you know, support and cooperation right. as a team from their partner? Right. That's a great question. One of the things that we struggle with just as people in general is when we start to grow, we want to tell everybody about our growth. And when people around you aren't ready to grow or they have no interest in growing, and this could be anybody, it could be a friend, it could be a parent, a, a sibling. It, it actually makes them feel shame. Mm -hmm. So if I say to you, Hey, I'm going to lose 35 pounds and I'm going to eat vegan and I'm going to look the best ever. It, they will immediately go, wait, I'm not doing that. Am I bad? Am I lazy? Like what's wrong with me? So we, in, in a way, we're all just super selfish. Mm -hmm. And so when one person tries to change and they start to talk about it and share about it, it can trigger a lot of, um, almost like it destabilizes, it can destabilize people around you unintentionally. But if I'm just talking to a wife who wants to level up and do personal work and all that stuff, the first thing I would say is do not start telling your spouse that they should do it too. Mm. Do not be like, I'm reading this book, you should. I'm doing this diet, you should. I'm you know doing this, so should you, because blah, because they'll immediately feel bad. They'll immediately feel like, well, what's wrong with me? You must think something about me that is not good. Um, so what I would suggest is, Find things that speak to you. So good, really great authors. Um, Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite authors. Marissa Peer is one of my favorite authors. There's, uh, you know, Sadhguru. Yeah, Sadhguru. Mm -hmm. I love Sadhguru's work. So find things that speak to you and then work on yourself quietly. Mm -hmm. You don't need to put on a parade. You don't need to like celebrate every time you have a milestone, but work quietly. And here's the, the real reason behind it. Think about someone that you know that 
inspires you to be different. They never tell you to be different, mm -hmm. but they, you see them and you go, wow, I want to, you know, be a gymnast like that or, or talk so nicely like this person does. And when we bring that energy, we will start to receive it takes time. Now I'm not saying it happens like that, but when we bring this new, healthy, positive, balanced energy, it'll eventually start to be what we receive from the people around us. Mm -hmm. Um, but only if we kind of do it on our own and we don't push the people around us to also have to do anything. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. That's what I wish I yeah. had known. Cause I was also doing that to Seth saying, well, I'm trying to grow. Why aren't you? And yeah. that wasn't helpful. <laughs> I think oftentimes whenever an individual married or not married, when we find something that we get great value right. from, we, we automatically and intrinsically just want to share it and mm -hmm. say, you should do this. Oh, this is so great. This is great. But then, you know, you can, you can become too loud right. to a point to where other people around you just aren't listening. Right. Mm -hmm. So I find that the, 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 I was going to say wiser, but the more effective approach, mm -hmm. I guess, is may it be an invitation. Yes. You know, yeah. um, uh, and, and, and two thoughts there. Uh, so I will see Melanie's actions, her change, change in attitude, you know, her, her fruit, I guess, like mm -hmm. what, what is the fruits of those labors? And yeah. then uh, oftentimes in our, in our coaching practice, um, one couple makes that change and they, and they say, Oh, I've noticed, I've noticed this. I, I want, I want some right, of that. What, right. what was that book you were reading? I'm right, thinking of right. saying uh, yeah. when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, mm -hmm. you know, and in couples, Absolutely. we see this all the time. Melanie can have said something like a hundred times, right? <laughs> Same thing over and over a hundred times. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. But then I can have a, a peer or a colleague or someone or a, on a male podcast therapist <laughs> or a male therapist or whatever, say that one exact thing. And I'm like, that's the best idea ever. And she's over here, like, you know, kind of losing your mind. I've said saying, it I told you a thousand times. times. But when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's one saying I, I go back to often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I love hearing it from your perspective because in my work also, I usually have one of the one of the parents coming, you know, one of the parents experiencing more struggles. And like you said, the other one is like, oh, why do you need this? Or, you know, when they try to pull them, they usually don't want to show up on workshops. They don't want to show up on group coaching and so mm -hmm. on. But I always tell them, work on yourself and show them the results, right? Like you said, the Melanie started changing her emotions. She started changing her reactions. You're like, oh, wow, she's really different. Now you feel different. Because when we try to pull, and I experienced this for my first, when I start growing and like you said, siblings and family, read this book and do that. Like they're rejected by it. They're like, why? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not ready. So right. I love, I love that perspective. I would like right. to ask you for a couple of tools that can make a marriage better, more fun, and mm -hmm. um, something that they can apply. Everyone can apply in everyday uh, life. It's easy and it's going to really, you know, help you grow and have this marriage better and better from, from, from years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we have this, this tool called the clearing structure and it is a really effective communication tool and it's based on a therapeutic concept, uh, concept of making I statements. So an I statement is saying, I feel this way. It's not, you made me feel, mm -hmm. or you always do that, or you're never thinking about me kind of thing. So it's, it's not blaming. It's very objective 
and it, it it's talking about your feelings specifically. Let's mm-hmm. let's maybe go through it and give mm-hmm. give listeners an yeah. Example. Well, so we call it the clearing structure, and again, it's a therapeutic tool that we we didn't create, we didn't invent it, but we made it accessible, and we put it in our app. We have an app called the Anatomy of Marriage app, and it's in there. The digital version, you fill it out in the app. It's amazing. But basically, how it starts out is if something bad happens. So let's say we went to a party, and Seth said my dress was ugly. I don't know why he would do that, but let's say that happened. So in I would pop up up the clearing structure in the app. And I would say, when you told me my dress was ugly, I felt, and then it gives you options of how you felt sad, betrayed, bad, ugly, whatever. And then you go, I felt this, what that, uh, what I make up about that is Mm -hmm. that. And then you fill that in like, you don't love me. You don't respect me. You don't care about me or whatever. He's grabbing the paper here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, what that reminds me of is, and so here's, this is a really good one. What that reminds me of is when I was a kid and my brothers teased me all the time, because that, that injury goes to a core wound from mm-hmm. my childhood. Yeah. What I want from you is to be kinder to me or to say kind things when we're out or whatever. Uh, what I want from myself is to feel valued, to feel respected, etc. And then in the app, it will take all of your answers, generate a paragraph that you can then share with your spouse so they can read it on their own or mm-hmm. you can read it to them. There's no confusion. There's no fighting. There's no picking apart words. Mm-hmm. It's just all there. And the whole point is to slow down your thinking. We get into fights because we let our lizard brain go blah, 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 like all over everything. And that's not helpful. And we need to slow mm-hmm. it down and process it this way. So the clearing structure is one of our absolute favorite tools. People use it with their children. They use it with their spouses, obviously, but with like coworkers, mm-hmm. bosses, it's applicable mm-hmm. to so many things. Yeah. But- and, and what it really gets to is in, in therapy, there's usually the thing below the thing below the thing. Right. And oftentimes we see this all the time. Couples come in with the same arguments over and over. Mm-hmm. We've had this, we've, we've disagreed on the same three things for 20 years. I know I don't feel listened to, or you don't pay attention to me or all these things. But when we use the clearing structure, like Melanie said, it slows our brains down and then it puts our true feelings and explains them to your partner Uh in a very non-confrontational way. Like, hey, there's this thing that when it happens, this is what I feel. This is what it means to me. And here's what I want more of. Mm -hmm. And basically here's what I want less of. And oftentimes say like Melanie's example, I, I said her dress was ugly or something. And of course, any, any good husband should know, we, we should not that. say things like that. <laughs> right. or, and, and that may hurt their, their wife's feelings. Um, but just say in some other universe, I'm like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was important to you. Right, right. So oftentimes we learn things about right. our spouse. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that you had kind of a, a, a triggering relationship right. with your brothers. And when I say certain things that puts mm-hmm. you back in that, you know, nine-year-old girl kind of getting picked on kind of right. thing. So it really hits the, the thing below the thing below the Mm. thing, which is super interesting. So that's one tool that we can use. Two great things about that is that the first thing is it's wrapped in uh, gratitude. So it's, we call it the AOM sandwich, but the the first, when you start the clearing structure, you have to say like two or three kind things about your spouse. And then when you end it, same thing, you got to say nice things again. Mm -hmm. So it's this, yeah, it's, it's squished in there in the sandwich part. And then I can't remember what the other fun thing I was going to say something good about it, but whatever. <laughs> it's totally lost. Um, and then another great tool. Oh, the, in the app, 
up, actually, we have conversation starters. So you talked about how to make your marriage fun. So we have all these different conversation starters that are just in our app. They're free and they're in the toolbox. And so there's conversations about family, conversation starters about, you know, finances, marriage, intimacy, uh, even just fun and adventure, like where, where's the, your dream vacation? What's your favorite food? You know, just a billion questions like that to get you talking. And we will actually do them on our own dates. Mm -hmm. So we wrote them and we will go to a restaurant, pull out the app and do mm -hmm. ask them to each other and even to our kids. So it's a really easy, no, you don't have to think about what to ask. It's all just right mm -hmm. there. So that's a good, great tool. <laughs> when you said dream vacation, I was thinking, uh, oh, go back to Dubai, I Dubai know. Expo 2021. Right. So. <laughs> That's all he ever talks about. <laughs> it was amazing to have you guys here. All right, so to slowly wrap up, I would like, I always like to ask uh, one last advice that you would give to, to couples, to married couples, to parents, anything that you really, that we didn't mention and you think it's important and priceless mm -hmm. for you that you didn't know maybe before. Yeah, yeah that, that's a great question. And we've been really leaning into this with our coaching because mm -hmm. uh, we also do high performance marriage coaching for couples who want to level up. And it's the idea and really focus on, okay, what is our shared vision and higher purpose? Uh -huh. Like when we can get into an argument or something like that, but we can always go back on the fundamentals of what made us fall in love? What is our shared vision? Of course, we have a business together. So that's, that's part of mm -hmm. our shared vision. But at the end of the day, we want to really rate, we want to have the best marriage that we can in all areas, mm -hmm. right? Emotionally, physically, relationally. And then we want to be the best parents that we can to raise the most healthy kids. So that is our shared vision. And sometimes couples, maybe after seven years or 10 years or whatever, they can lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what are we doing? What's going right. on? And they're just bickering back and forth. But if they can really dive in and spend some real time on what is that shared vision? What do, where mm -hmm. do we see ourselves in 20 years from now? You know, what kind of, where, where are we living? What are our finances look like? How happy are we individually kind of thing? And then also leaning on some sense of, of higher power. I know mm -hmm. there's, you know, tons of different ones out there, but what, what joins us together saying, okay, mm -hmm. I need to lean on this, this wisdom. Right. It kind of calls own. us to a higher thing calls together. Us to a higher, right. higher calling in yeah. that. So why don't you speak about the, the, the efficacy and the benefit of right. uh, having a shared vision? Right. Well, and I will say it's almost like having a joint target. Like, you know what you're aiming for. So many couples have no idea what they're aiming for. So they just go do whatever they do anything. Parents mm -hmm. do this all the time too. They don't mm -hmm. have a shared joint vision. It would be like going on vacation and being like, well, we're going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then you just sit there. Where are you going to go? Well, drive to the airport I don't know, vacation, you, don't know. Yeah. you know, like we're going to be married. And that's all you say. So you have to have this shared vision, a shared target. Um, the one thing I will say as an individual within your marriage, I encourage people to find sort of upgrade yourself, upgrade your mind, upgrade your thinking. And we do this with clients right now. We say, let's create the 2.0 version of who you are. So Melanie 2.0, what does that look like? The updated version of me. So I have to dream and think, Hmm, what is the best version of me look like? How often do I exercise? What kind of food do I eat? Like if I could create the dream version of myself, and when you create the dream version of yourself that is healthy and balanced and fulfilled and all of those things, you will have a successful marriage. You will have a fulfilling life, but you can't do that if you don't do that sort of initial setup work to figure out what the up, upgraded version of you really is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that shared target, 
sort of upgrading yourself, all of those things are vital for a successful mm -hmm. marriage and in parenting as well. And, and, and let yeah. me just add one one thing onto that. I'm, I'm so sorry, but it's like, oh, all this. We, we are can, really we passionate. So, so we are really passionate. And when, so we, we all have the idea of, we, we hear a podcast or a song, or we see a video or we watch your content, Navina. Um, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. I should do that. And then we kind of charge forward, but then sometimes we lose steam because we can't do it alone mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i i don't believe that we were we were created to be in isolation right. there's there's strength in numbers there's wisdom in numbers and so forth so i i as we say this to coaching clients often we think that we can do it alone but if we could have we would have done it by now right right so i would i would tell you i would encourage employ your listeners to get a, a get like-minded people around them you know we are the sum of the five people that we hang out mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. most with so who are you hanging out with, right? What resources are you consuming? And um, if you need a coach, get a coach. Right. If you need to go to therapy, mm -hmm. go to therapy and involve, make your circle people who you aspire to right. be, That's if, great. if that makes sense, right? And we talk about this all the time in high-performance marriage coaching. We have couples who are really stuck and really in trouble. And we also have couples who, you know what? We've done good for ourselves. We're, we're relating well, but I feel like there's more, right? So we can help to get them over. So if your mm -hmm. listeners have questions mm -hmm. about that, we'd love to schedule a consult call. But we can't do it. We can't do it alone. Right. And when we got coaching, yeah. we're like, okay, we're we're with our coach. He's got our back. Let's do this. And yeah. then that's when we really started flying, which feels great. And us as coaches, we understand the power of coaching. We have mm -hmm. I have coaches in different areas of my life, and. You cannot pull everything out of you or see yourself in the way others see you and they see your problems and different perspectives. So it really helps. Mm -hmm. And I love what uh, Melanie said. I think when you said you have to grow and I see a lot of people getting stuck and unhappy in their marriage because they're not growing. They feel mm -hmm. there is, a, and a lot of women, for example, in the Middle East, they're not working. Some of them are very happy. Some of them, they feel there is something inside of you that want to get out that want to serve higher purpose that you want to create something because we are creative beings and um, i think it's very important that you recognize and appreciate that and whatever it is that you want to do just constantly grow uh, have mm -hmm. a hobby it doesn't even have to be for finances or money just mm -hmm. fulfill your personal needs because then the marriage will of course right. be happier when you are happier yeah. Well, Absolutely. and I want to say something about that so bad. So I apologize, but I'm going to, uh, so I think of it like a garden. So when we, especially as moms and parents, like our job is to nurture our children and some that's easier for some harder for others. I, I love it, but I also kind of struggle with it, but I understood actually it was my father that told me this. He was like, if you don't nurture the desires in your soul, I, so I sing and I'm an artist, I, I'm creative person. He goes, if you don't nurture those things, you will not be the best mother for your children. Mm. And so I think of in a garden, if I have a tomato plant or something and I cover it, but it's covered in darkness, it's not going to be fruitful. I'm not going to have big tomato. I might have some tomatoes, but they'll be small, right? It's not going to be ideal for this plant and it will not nourish the people who are going to pick the, the tomatoes from it, right? So as mothers, as women, 
we need to be feeding ourselves. And again, I love what you said. Like, doesn't need to be for money. Doesn't need to be a job. It can literally be go out and paint, go out and dance. If you love music, start singing more. If you love uh, nature, go out and take photographs of nature, whatever feeds your soul, do that thing because you will bear better fruit for the kids around you. And a healthy mother will help make healthy kids. Mm. An unhealthy mother will not make healthy kids. An unhappy mother will not make happy kids. So we have to first be the thing that we want to be able to help other people become, uh, if that makes sense. So I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so passionate about that stuff too. <laughs> I have one question just to wrap up because maybe a lot of listeners are not into personal development, personal growth. So when you said have a vision and set your vision, I feel that maybe some people who are listening will be confused. Well, how do I know what is our vision? How do we decide on that? So what would you say to really people who are not like, you know, like you, you, I can see how much you are into personal growth myself right. as well, but a lot of people are not, and they might listen to this. And what is something that now, okay, they're totally new. They are a couple married, maybe for 10, 15 years, and they should set a vision, right? So it's mm -hmm. totally new term for them. So what right. is something that you would tell them how they can decide what a vision is and know right. and how to set it in the best way? Right. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the most helpful things would be what's one or two small changes that would make your marriage feel a lot better. So that could be something as simple as, man, if we just went on more family walks, I would feel really good. I, I actually would feel more loved or, or even, Hey, if we set a, in a one day a week, we set a, an alarm for everyone to help clean the house that feels good to me, to mm. us, to the house, all of the things. So sometimes visions are just little, they're just small incremental changes. And the more you do them, the more you go, Oh, mm -hmm. wait, I can have a really big vision later, but it's got to start small. I, I would say, yeah, I would say start small, but I would also kind of challenge listeners to a degree and think back when you were a little girl or a, a little boy or a teenager, we all, all had some idea at least whatever, whatever it was, some expectation of what being married would be, mm -hmm. right? And so what was that idea? And maybe you can sit, you know, take 30 minutes and journal. When I was 13, this is what I thought marriage would mm -hmm. be. When I was 18 or, or whatever, or when I was a, you know, eight-year-old little girl or, or right. boy, this is what I thought marriage would be. Most likely it's going to mirror what you saw uh, in your parents mm -hmm. or your biological caregivers when you were younger. Um, but I would, I would say, let's, let's think about that. It's not an easy task for some mm -hmm. folks, but it actually, it definitely is worth it. So sit down. Hmm. What did I think? You know, I'd be 25, I'd be 35. Where, what did I think? Well, maybe just maybe I thought I'd be happier than this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's, let's lean into that. Why am I not happy? And then going back to what you said, okay, I would be happy if we did go on more walks because you know what? In that vision of marriage as a young kid, mm -hmm. I thought I'd be more connected to my spouse. Right. Oh, I value connection. Okay. So it doesn't have to be this big, huge monumental change, right. just little incremental change and really a, a, a self-reflection. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, this reminds me when you said, I uh, think when you were little, I just watched the other day of a funny video on YouTube of a girl, I think speaking Russian. And she was saying, no, no way. I'm going to get married. I have to clean and cook. I like to sleep in the morning. So it was such a hilarious video. And she had this, like, you know, she had a bad experience seeing, right? Obviously, like these roles that in traditional right. society, and she felt, I'm not going to be married and do all of those things for men. I want to live my life and be free. 
but it was she said it with such a it, it's just hilarious right and, uh, i love that and another thing that i heard for example from grant cordon and elena cordon is that they said when they decided they're going to build their empire they decided they have a big vision as a couple and as a family or what are they building in their life so mm -hmm. elena said in in one of the seminars that i listened she said, we never start fighting uh, anymore about small things, right? Every day, who did this, who didn't do that? Mm -hmm. Because we understood we want to be focused and have a big vision. So mm -hmm. I like that. Start small. Think how would you like to improve? But I do think sometimes as you guys, you have the big vision. You're starting podcasts, starting coaching together, helping couples. This is quite a big vision and, and a mission that you are on. So all of a sudden, some small things they don't even, you know, matter so much anymore because you have so much on your plate, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I love. That, that, that is a really good point right. because oftentimes if like I left my socks on the floor or came home or something and like the, the kitchen was just a total mm -hmm. disaster, it, so maybe in the early days, Melanie would get really mad at me. You never clean up or, right. you know, I may get upset with her. Oh, you don't clean up or all this stuff. But now that is not the problem. Oh, Melanie didn't clean up or I left socks and stuff on the floor because we were in our uh, studio creating content right, right. for the bigger mission or mm -hmm. we were talking to clients helping them improve our marriages right. so it's this sounds funny but it's really easy not to get upset yeah at the old things we, we yeah. got upset about because we point up to that bigger vision right. oh wait a minute we're booking calls we're going on amazing shows like right, yours, right, right. things yeah. like that so it's like okay let's, yeah. let's we're not we're not sweating that small yeah. stuff and i want to i want to throw out this idea i know we're just talking forever but whatever uh this idea that all of this is energy, right? So if I'm spending energy getting mad at him about not putting his socks away or the kids, the toilet or whatever it is, that's energy. I could be doing something else with my energy. I could be doing something positive, productive, joy-filled, like all of these other things. So if we think of our behavior and our actions more like energy, we will conserve them probably more frequently than we are right now. We'll spend less energy on things that matter less and more energy on getting the things that we want, creating the life that we want, um, and, and essentially just having the experiences we want to have. And so mm -hmm. I wish that I wish that I had heard that idea that all of that is energy, like the, the way I show up, the way you show up, it's all energy and it's all got to go somewhere. So have a goal, have a vision, grow, set your goals, set your dreams and use your energy positively to reach them. Yeah. And let go. I, I just finished a 30 day training and we went through this exercise where you meditate and, and then you're happy, you're hugging your kids, your partner, then you imagine they're gone, right? Mm. It's the last day in your life where you saw them. And I always have clients crying, right? They're like, oh my God, I'm crying so much. And then I'm like, right. well, what would you, you would let go of those socks on the floor or the kitchen. Like you would regret yes. why you had an argument about because they're really small things. But mm -hmm. in everyday life, we focus, we don't have that big vision. So we are mm -hmm. really focused on those small things. We get upset about them. We, you know, pick on them, point fingers. We don't let go of those things. And um, I, I, I'm loving this episode, by the way. I mean, <laughs> we could talk forever. I know. <laughs> there is, there Let's is do so it again. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should definitely do it again. It was my pleasure to have you here. We're going to put the description to your app and to your podcast and how people can reach and get to you if they wish to work with you in the description of this podcast. I'm sure the listeners are loving it. I was enjoying so much, got so much value myself and I'm sure you are. And thank you guys so much for being here. Hey, well, thank, thank you so you. much. It's yeah. been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you for, I know there was some back and forth and the time difference, of course, and I, I appreciate your time and your willingness. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you so much.